Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, welcome to Following On here on TalkSport 2 or via your podcast feed for reaction. A look back at the first T20 of three, which was broadcast across the TalkSport network. Myself, John Norman, Andrew McKenna, Jarrah Kimber, Abhishek Junjanwala and Steve Harmison as we talked you through a six-wicket win for Bangladesh on home soil against England. England getting off to a good start, 80 um, without loss uh, before Phil Salt became the first wicket to fall. He was dismissed for 38 and that uh, set in motion a little bit of a collapse. England 80 without loss ended up 156 for six. They were eyeing a score around 170, 180 and uh, if they'd managed to do it then certainly we could have been set for uh, a little bit of a thriller. As it was, uh, Bangladesh they uh, not quite romped home but it was comfortable. Shaki Balasan ending up 34 and unbeaten, Afifa saying at the crease as well with 15. Uh, but the fireworks were provided by Shanto, who uh, carried on his uh, good run of form. 51 uh, to him after being uh, given out leg before wicket without scoring second ball, overturning that decision successfully. And uh, a decent little partnership with uh, Ridoy, who made uh, 24. Um, we saw uh, a host of bowlers for England. Uh, with Jofra Archer continuing uh, his uh, work back into uh, international cricket, to picking up a wicket. Uh, Adil Rashid, Mark Wood and Moeen Ali with the other successes. Uh, with Bangladesh, um, uh, two wickets for Hassan Mahmood and uh, a note for Nasum Ahmed, who took uh, one wicket, but really should have seen Joss Butler uh, dismissed uh, from his bowling as well. Shakib Al-Hassan with a, a bad drop, which at the time looked like it could be pivotal. Butler was on 19 at the time. He ended up top scoring with 67. But uh, in the end, a mere footnote. Uh, alongside me in the commentary box, uh, Steve Harmison uh, and uh, Abhishek Junjanwala. Let's start by, at the beginning, Harmy. Um, was there some surprise? Bangladesh winning the toss, the seventh toss in a row that uh, Joss Butler has lost. Um, 
we were talking about this earlier, Michael Vaughan lost 16 of his first 22, by the way. Um, was there some surprise when Bangladesh decided to, to bowl first? In the end, it didn't really matter too much, but uh, certainly it looked at times like it was a bat-first pitch. Yeah, I thought it was a bat-first pitch in a way that just going off what happened in the third ODI and you were going to play on this pitch, which you'd expect it to be even harder to score off. You know, the third ODI, it was a, it was a really difficult pitch to score by the end, but, you know, with the sun and the, you know, a bit of water on it, you just, you just never know what can be turned around in such a, sh- a short space of time. But I don't think the pitch... All the toss caused the outcome of this game. I thought Bangladesh just played better, just played better than England. They really did in all three facets. I thought that I thought England were. I think it, you've got to put it into context. England are one batter short, possibly even two batters short. You look at this game here. You've got Sam Curran coming in at number six. I think if this was a World Cup group game or a World Cup knockout game or World Cup final, Sam Curran comes in at number eight, and there's two batters that come in behind so I think whatever England are trying to do uh, looking after their players and giving them a chance to go and earn money around the world not bringing an extra couple of bat- batters into this equation I'm not saying that's cost them because we don't know what the team selection would have been but at the end of the day from a, a, a game point of view you would have thought when the toss bat first because it's the best time to bat but you've still got to perform and unfortunately I just think Bangladesh performed better than England throughout this whole T20 international. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the bowling card for England, seven bowlers used. Sam Curran, Chris Wokes, Mark Wood and Chris Jordan all bowling at the two overs each. So there does seem to be some expo- exploration with this uh, England white ball set up with Sam Curran in particular. Uh, batting at five and also opening the bowling today. Uh, Abby, I mean, this is this is kind of... Well, great teams do, though, don't they? They use these uh, bilaterals as, a, as an excuse to, to try different things out. It didn't work today, but come the big tournaments, um, that's, when it, that's when it kind of pays off. Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm, I'm completely agree with Hami. I'm sure when, we, when they play the big tournaments, when, they, when you see them in the World Cup, they wouldn't have uh, a couple of batters short, uh, which they are here. Usually you would see the Mo- Mo- Moin Ali coming at number seven not number five. So things will change. And it's experimental, as you said, Jonah. Uh, all, the to- all the big sides, they want to experiment. They want to experiment with their batting order. They want to experiment with their bowlers. I'm sure if, if uh, as, the, as this uh, series progresses in the next game, we might see a, a bit of a change in the way they approach the, this series because they wouldn't want to lose the series. They still want to win this. They want to win the next two games. So we'll see a few changes in the side. For all the talk, though, I mean, England kind of threw this away a little bit, didn't they? I mean, they were 80 without loss after 10. We're thinking of a score around 180. But maybe it was a little bit of the pitch, you know, difficult to get in, especially in the back end. But uh, 15 over stage, 126 for two. You're expecting 60, 70 runs from that stage onwards. Uh, They managed just 30 and they lost four wickets. I mean, if you're going to look, we're going to hear from Josh Butler shortly. But if you're going to look at an area which lost in the game, it it was that one, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We were sitting here what less than an hour and a half ago two hours ago saying England are going to get 180 minimum 175 180 I'm not saying that was a winning score but it would have been a, a lot more pressure on, on Bangladesh and again comes back to the fact that you know, from a team selection point of view or team personnel point of view England haven't got the tools out there you know, they've, they've got nowhere to turn now they've got to play this this balance of a side I think they've got you've 
they've got to choose between Jordan and Wokes. You know, Wokes only bowls at the top. Jordan only bowls at the death. Well, you know, you've Woods only bowled two overs. Yes, he didn't bowl as well as he would like. So you'd expect one of them to you would expect one of them to come out for the for the young leg spinner because it seemed to be the you know the ball gripping and spinning. But the other hand, with that is Wokes and Jordan because of the frailties of only having four specialist batsmen. Wokes and Jordan are, are there as a sort of comfort blanket with a, from a bowling put where they're bowlers who can hold a bat at the, the lower, the sort of at the end of the inning. So yeah, it's just glaringly obvious that England are, are personnel short. No Tom Abel, no Will Jacks decided not to replace them. Um, and I think one of the specialist batsmen at the top would have made a difference. In this game, Mo and Ali only faced seven balls. So you'd argue, well, they had a chance. Did got starved of the strike at the other end. Um, over in in the subcontinent, you have to cash in, and unfortunately, Duckett got twenty and got out. You know, Sultan Butler got England off to a, a good start, but nobody really sort of grabbed the the sort of initiative when England had it, and probably from about the thirteenth over in that contest in the first innings, the England just lost the, the stranglehold of the game, and and Bangladesh never looked back really. There was plenty to uh, to be impressed, though, wasn't there, from a, a Bangladesh side, which is short on big names, but you know it's came into this side with a couple of uh, couple of youngsters. There was a debutant. There was a guy that had been out the side for a long, long time. But certainly the tempo at the start of the innings when they were chasing down, they set about that target. Just suggested a team that was quite clear in what it was being told to go out and do, and, and that was evident from the start. I think everyone had a clear message about their role in the team. And as I said earlier, that Rory Tarukdar was making a comeback after seven years. He had a very clear thought. He, he, he was given a clear message that you've got to try and go and score as many runs as possible in the first six. They started really, really well in the first five overs. But I think the match completely turned between the fifth and the seventh over when Shanto hit those six back-to-back boundaries in 12 balls. And that's what gave them the momentum and they carried on from there. They never looked back since then. Yeah, I think the third wicket partnership for both sides was the key one, wasn't it? Because when Butler and Stoke, uh, Butler and Duckett were at the crease, the tempo, again, it really jumped up, didn't it? And they put on um, a decent little partnership of approaching 50 in short time. And then they were dismissed, two wickets and two balls. And that ripped the heart out of the innings. Bangladesh, similar, 43 for two when uh, Ridoy and Shanto came to the crease. Shanto was actually given out leg before wicket. Uh, we thought it was a close call, but actually uh, there was a fine edge on bat and also... A little murmur on Snicker when the ball went past the glove. So he saw off that after Rashid had struck third ball. But it was that partnership which took the game away from England. And they were always uh, trying to drag it back from that point onwards. Shanto, in particular, really impressed me, Harmi. I'm, I'm not sure what you thought. Yeah, he batted very, very nicely. He, he, there was a balance between hitting the ball for four and knocking the ball into the gap for two. And that, the rotation... Um, in that middle period was was fantastic he took on Mark Wood Mark Wood didn't quite get it right when it come to the height of the bouncer the pace was there but the height of the bouncer and Shanto was was able to capitalise on that and 51 of 30 balls has, has won this game for, for Bangladesh to be fair um, and he was able he, because he was able to get to the boundary freely and hit that, that that one over off Mark Wood it just bought a little bit of time and that little bit of time he bought the experience of Shaki Balasan, along with the others that came in around him, just made sure that the, the equation was always in their hands and not 
out of their control. They never got above seven and over. You know, it always looked as though it was comfortable and the two batters at the crease at any given time always looked once they got over their third or the fourth ball they were in a position to rotate strike hit the boundary whenever the, the boundary option was on and because of that England lost a foothold never really got a foothold back in the game and that worried me more than anything else because England have England have picked a team heavy on bowling and light on batting and their bowlers looked nowhere the bowlers looked devoid of ideas at sometimes Curran didn't start the game brilliantly neither did Wokes Archer did okay Rashid did what Radil Rashid does he was probably the pick of you know Mo and Ali he bowled a, two or three good overs and then there was that there was that one over where Mo and Ali sort of head dropped his body language went Mark Wood went for 16 and four balls so their England's strength was their bowling attack rather than their batting and now I think their bowlers looked their bowlers looked short and out of rhythm rather than the other batsmen being a one short yeah, Was it a surprise slightly to see Chris Jordan held back Abby until the 15th over? Yeah, it was brought in quite late uh, you would expect somebody like him to he usually bowls pretty well in the middle overs and then at the death so he wasn't used at all between the 6th and the 14th over so there must be a reason they were, as, as you said they must be experimenting trying to give an opportunity to others and see who can perform under pressure. Probably that's the reason Butler held him back. But yeah, you would expect if you have somebody like Jordan in your side to give him a go a bit earlier than that. Yeah, he hasn't played uh, Chris Jordan for, well, it's only been a month. So he was playing in that T20 league in the UAE, wasn't he? Um, throughout the back end of January and the start of February. But uh, it didn't feature... Um, in the white ball, in the uh, the ODI side, um, but brought back for this first T20. Uh, in terms, of, we're going to hear from Josh Butler very shortly. But uh, in terms of changes, then for that second T20, which is on Sunday, England don't actually have a, a huge amount of of choice, do they? No, they pick a they pick another spinner instead of a seamer. So I think they've gone in with Wood and Archer because they know Wood Archer Topley can't play three back to back games. So they've got that in one in their mind. That's why I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I can't believe they've only got 13 players there. I really can't believe they've only got 13 players there. And if, if the selection panel and of, of Rob Key, Matthew Mott and Josh Butler are trying to be fair to the players who have got franchise contracts, which offer a lot more money than what they can offer, we then go and give a youngster a chance. There's got to be a youngster, a youngster that's played in, the, in, the, in, the, in Sri Lanka, who have just gone on with the Lions. Give one of them a chance to shine. Um, because it's a great team environment to go in at this minute in time. <laughs> Only having 13 players, you've got Topley's going to come in, likely for either probably Archer, Archer or Wood. One of them will, will miss out, and then the other one will miss out for the last game. Um, and I, I, for me, the, the leg spinner is the other leg spinner, Ryan Ahmed. He's got to play. He's got to play. There's no point having him out there. If you're going to go down experimental route of only having four batsmen, playing top-heavy bowlers, then you've got to play the 18-year-old because there's no point taking him if you don't play him. OK, let's hear what the uh, England skipper, Joss Butler, has to say. He's uh, just been speaking uh, post-match with Shamim Chowdhury. Well, Joss, uh, unexpected. You expected definitely much better. But uh, after that wonderful start with the bat, your batters faltered in the end. Yeah, I thought uh, Bangladesh finished the innings really well. Um, we were in a position to, to really kick on and launch at the end, but um, we couldn't manage to, to get away, and we were probably um, 20 short of, of where we'd like to be uh, with our score. Um, and I think ended up that men we chased it a little bit in the field. Yeah, you just lost the support that you needed to build a partnership to take you to, 
another 20, 30 runs, which have made a lot of difference. But of course, the first match, getting used to the conditions. How do you reckon, even after that wonderful start, that the pitch behaved? Yeah, I think much as expected. Um, you know, low bounce and a little bit slow, but it, it played pretty well. It was consistent throughout the game. And, and uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I think that was the area I really felt if we had those extra runs on the board would have uh, been a little easier. Uh, Bangladesh came out and played with a lot of intent and, and sort of took the game on right away. And that put us under a lot of pressure. And you had seven bowlers uh, to give you the, the support you needed. The department, do you feel that Maybe that were too many options that you had to work with, maybe played into the hands of the Bangladeshis? Uh, no, not really. Um, I think it's, it's a different balanced team than, than sometimes we play. Uh, it's just different. Um, and uh, look, we've got a lot of really good all-rounders and, and it gives you lots of options as a captain, um, you know, which yeah, you're sort of blessed with options. So it's, uh, it's a nice position to be uh, in the field. Well, it's a bad day at the office, but I'm sure you're going to pick up for the next one. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. So that was uh, Joss Butler uh, speaking following that defeat. I mean, he's not going to lose his mind over a, a T20 defeat against Bangladesh, isn't he? What he will learn from those, you know, where, where were this thing? His captaincy as well, because, of course, he's still relatively new to, to, to captaincy. I know he's got a, a winner's medal, but it's, it's how England react to being behind a game. I suppose he will learn much more from that situation, what he should do, what the bowlers did, than, than, than it, if it had just been like a walk in the park. Yeah, and that's that's all the the fun of the fair of being being captain and being a leader. You've you kind of all sort of smiles and lift trophies. Sometimes you have a a bad time, and sometimes you learn more about yourself than than anything else. He said there, you know, we chased, we had to chase again because we were twenty run short. And then what he'll probably learn is who chases the game for him and how he goes about chasing the game if he gets into that situation again under under obviously a little bit more pressure, but. Look, we can talk about personnel, we can talk about the pitch, we can talk about the toss. At the end of the day, hats off, Shaki Balasan's team played a lot better than what England did. So you can talk about learning, whatever you want. You've got to perform. Unfortunately, England didn't perform. Well, the man who did perform was the player of the match, uh, Shanto, who's been uh, chatting with Shamim Chowdhury. Congratulations, Shanto. Uh, an excellent innings and the way you started off, and despite the loss of Lidon's wicket, you seem to carry on nicely with Tohid Ridoy. Yeah, Alhamdulillah, Tohid batted really well. Uh, I just uh, watch the ball and uh, uh, play uh, cricketing shots. Uh, I'm not thinking about we lose two wickets. Absolutely, cricketing shots, more orthodox shots we saw you play. And uh, I think there was no scoreboard pressure because you, your bowlers did well to restrict them. So that helped you in that, that, uh, going to that target and you played very bravely. Yeah, obviously, the way all the bowlers bowled in this match, it was outstanding, especially Hassan, uh, Taskin, uh, everyone bowled really well. So it helped all the batsmen, so we just uh, bat normally. You did bat normally and you got the support, that, that is very important, building a partnership in Rani Talukda, someone who's come back after a while, but he gave you that, that cushion of comfort. Yeah, obviously, Ronnie and Lytton start very well. It helps uh, uh, other batsmen. So uh, it's all about starting what I feel in T20 cricket. We've done very well. Carry on the good work. Thank Thanks you. for talking to us. Thank you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Yep, uh, Shanto speaking there after his uh, match-winning knock of 51 um, after being given out to uh, Abhishek Shunjimwala without scoring. So, uh, you know, those of you who think DRS should play a part in the game, well, it has uh, completely and utterly changed this match that we brought you on TalkSport 2. But, you know, it was uh, it was another good knock and he's continued. He's in real good form for Bangladesh and also in, in domestic uh, T20 so uh, it's great to see a confident young player who seems to have uh, plenty of tricks. Yeah, absolutely. He's coming back, uh, uh, coming into the side with a lot of uh, good performance in the BPL. And as you're saying, he's just carrying on from there and batted beautifully. And DRS makes a massive difference. Yes. Imagine if there was no DRS, he was out first ball. It, it, the outcome of the game would be completely different. Could have been. Somebody else might have come in and played the similar sort of a innings. But yeah, it was a wonderful knock. And he will take a lot of confidence going into the series. Uh, from here on and there's a great opportunity for Bangladesh who doesn't really lose a lot of series at home they lost the one day as they can make a comeback and by winning this series the T20 brilliant stuff Abhishek Shujawala um, uh, looking back at uh, this first uh, T20 let's hear though from the uh, Bangladeshi skipper Shakib Al Hassan oh, it's good to see Bangladesh win against the world champions in this format of the game you must be very pleased with the performance yes uh, the way I think we approached the game was fantastic you know I can't ask more from uh, from our team you know when we, when we were bowling uh, at the first 10 overs we were, we were under the pump a little bit you know but no one panicked everyone knew what they need to do and uh, everyone all the bowlers stick to their plans and I thought other than my drop catch, everyone fielded really well. <laughs> well. That happens, that is cricket, but you came back so very well. You're talking about the mindset. This is a, a, a different kind of refreshing attitude, no fear sort of uh, way the, your whole team went. 
Yes, that's what we want to do. And, uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in T20 especially, when, when you don't think too much, you tend to perform well. So that's uh, the environment we are trying to create in the dressing room. And luckily, we showed that in the ground. Uh, hopefully, we can continue this, uh, this environment in the dry, uh, ground dressing room and also in the ground. Well, I'm sure it's going to be reflected in the dressing room. And uh, the way you finished with the two overs remaining against the world champion, uh, this goes a long way, I think, particularly in this format for yes, us. Yes, I think uh, th that's, this is a very good start. You know, if you think about uh, 2024 when we'll be playing World Cup in uh, West Indies, so that's a very good start. Uh, we, can, we can just build, it, uh, build on from here and uh, we can only get better at it so that we can put up a very good team, you know, when the World Cup comes. Well, I hope it goes that way. Thank you for talking to us. Best Thank of luck. Shaki Balasan speaking following a resounding victory for Bangladesh against England in the first T20 of three. Final thoughts from you then, Harmi. Um, from an English perspective, uh, come Sunday, uh, it's about tinkering where you can and maybe just uh, getting your, uh, your bowling plans uh, in place and uh, just performing on the day, I suppose. Nothing more than that. It's execution. Execute better and England will be fine. They've been there before. They've done it. They've got world-class players. Sometimes a bad day at the office is not a bad thing um, and it makes you come back stronger and from England's point of view many, many times they've come back stronger in series and they know they've got to win two matches. They go up to my four, they've got to win both matches and it wouldn't surprise me if they do win both games but they're going to have to perform a lot better than what they did in this one. And Abhishek, just listening to the, the comments from Shamin Chowdhury, I mean, we shouldn't forget, should we? This is a big deal for Bangladesh. They've got a proud white ball record at home. Of course, they just lost to England in the 50-over uh, series that preceded this. But to beat England, to be one win away from uh, a series victory with a young side, you know, they're going to take plenty of positives. Well, there's going to be a massive confidence boost for the whole side and for the nation as well. Uh, England are just current World Cup champions. So to win a game against them in the start of the series is a massive, massive boost for them. And as you said, John, uh, they would like to win this series. And, and that's going to do wonders for this young side. Uh, going into this format and we know there's another World Cup next year so yeah it's, it's, it's all positives for them Brilliant stuff Abhishek Junjunwala and uh, Steve Harmison alongside myself John Norman Jerry Kimber and Andrew McKenna for this first of three T20s between Bangladesh and England Bangladesh uh, uh, seeing uh, this match off uh, we'll see if they can take the series on Sunday coverage begins at 8.30 on Sunday morning with the decider if it uh, goes that far uh, or possibly a dead rubber taking place on Tuesday. We're going to have uh, plenty of cricket for you on TalkSport 2 on, uh, oh, throughout the week with uh, what looks like a, a thrilling final test match between India and Australia taking place live on the channel. Tune in from half past three in the morning for day two of that one. And, of course, day three, we will be uh, covering that match uh, to its uh, continuation, to its uh, um, before uh, with uh, India, of course, 2-0 up with two to play. Now 2-1 up. And against uh, Australia, up against it, Usman Khawaja with a century on day one in Ahmedabad. So uh, live coverage continues on TalkSport 2. And uh, feel free to subscribe and uh, review us here on the following on podcast. Uh, but for now, uh, that's uh, all we have for you. Thanks for listening to uh, live and exclusive coverage of the first T20 between Bangladesh and England. Bangladesh ending up. Um, uh, big winners on the day. They've beaten the T20 World Cup winners, England, by six wickets. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. 
If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 